The following program is brought to you by Blood, Sweat, Tears, and listeners like you. To support this show and all of the shows within Twib Nation, consider becoming a subscriber of our pay service, The Twibularity, at twib.me forward slash subscribe. That's twib.me forward slash subscribe. Or you can give a one-time donation at donate.twib.me. That's donate.twib.me. We've all learned how important media is and who tells our stories. Help us be the media that you want to hear and that the media is afraid to hear. It's kind of hard to listen to yourself become irrelevant. You are now listening to Twib FM. Real talk, real awesome. Finally, I'm finally free. Finally, I'm finally me. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie. I am your host. Thank you for tuning in. Tonight, we have Adrienne Grayson. She's an independent comic artist and creator. So if you're listening live, um, be sure to check us out on the feed on uh, Twitter. It's BGM Podcast is the hashtag that you can use that allows you to jump in with other live listeners. And you can tweet your comments as well as your questions. And we'll be sure to address those on the air. We also have a number here at TWIP. The studio number is 718-404-9320. And you can also join other TWIB listeners in the chat room on TWIB.fm. All right. So before I get started, I do want to make some announcements. We also have two amazing co-hosts, Grace and Tiffany. And welcome, Tiffany, to the show. She's a new co-host tonight. Thank you. Hey there, everyone. So, as always, I like to just make our announcements of ways that you can support us. You can support us through a myriad of ways. Um, first and foremost, you can use blog ads. It's advertisement space that allows your product to get seen and heard. So, uh, if you go to the right sidebar of our website, there's where you can find the blog ad space. We also have a donate um, PayPal button, which is also located on the right sidebar. If you wish to donate and support us in so many ways, um, we're doing so many different things from not only podcasting, but it helps website maintenance and it also helps with traveling expenses to go to different conventions. Um, so all of you that have supported us um, throughout the years, thank you so much for what you do and it is always appreciated. And you can get merchandise as well. If you go to www.zazzle.com forward slash blurredgasm, there you can purchase T-shirts, sweaters, there's coffee mugs available, and you can rock all of your BGN swag at your favorite convention this year. So check that out when you get an opportunity. Um, another announcement is I am going to be traveling on June the 19th through the 20th. I'll be in Austin, Texas for the Blogging While Brown Conference, uh, partnering up with AT&T for their Inspiration Mobility campaign. So if you happen to be in Austin and if you are going to the Blogging While Brown Conference, um, check it out. I, I hope to be able to meet a lot of you guys that have been followers and supporters of BGN and look forward to going to the uh, to my first Blogging While Brown conference. I've been trying to get into this conference for a while, so it's great to finally have this opportunity. Um, and thanks to the lovely folks over at AT&T for helping to make that happen for BGN. Appreciate it. 
All right, so I am going to toss the virtual mic over to Grace and Tiffany. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself and let us know what current projects you're working on as well as your social media shout-outs. Hello, hello, everyone. Um, I'm Grace, and I am in uh, the West Coast here based in Oakland. I'm a doctoral student at UC Berkeley who writes and gets to talk about uh, comics. Uh, my dissertation gets to be on black female superheroes, so how much more fun can that be? Um, I have uh, a couple of upcoming projects. I will be um, doing a, um internship at USC working on diversity in media in the coming weeks. And uh, following that, I will be in Amsterdam looking at um, comics from uh, the black uh, European diasporic lens. So uh, looking forward to those opportunities and also, uh, you know, having the black girl nerd travel around. So. All right, great. Good evening, everybody. My name is Tiffany. I am currently in San Antonio, Texas, um, which is only about 50 miles from Austin, so I might have to come up through there for that blogging conference. But um, yeah, currently I am a nurse, and I uh, work in healthcare quality, so I'm just really working hard to bring, you know, good quality care to all of our patients that we work with. Um, I'm just a huge sci-fi fan and I love all the different conversations and everything that go on black girl nerds and um, within the whole Twitter verse and everything so that's why I decided to participate um, if you'd like to follow um, <laughs> some of the things I say in my opinions um, my Twitter name is Tiftonia98 T-I-F-T-O-N-I-A 98 I'm also on Instagram Tumblr um, everything under that same username. So feel free to reach out and let's have a conversation. Thanks so much. And again, welcome to the show, Tiffany. So our guest is Adrian Grayson. As I mentioned before, she's an independent comic book creator. So I'm going to have her introduce herself to you guys and um, we're going to get straight to the questions. So Adrian, um, just tell us a little bit about um, who you are, what you do, how long you've been in comics and, and why you got into this uh this subculture of nerd fandom. All right. Okay. Um, said Adrian Grayson, but I uh, like to write and create under Amazing A, which was, which is a name that, um, a friend of mine always prefers to me as, I guess because I do amazing stuff. I don't know. So my first name starts with A. Um, I've been doing comics now for probably like seven years, seriously. And then really started branching out further and actually collaborating with other people um, maybe two years now. Um, that's with the first uh, comic book, um, Escape from Dino Isle. Um, that's out right now uh, as a digital download. So tell what us, um, yeah, so tell us what, what is Escape from Dino Isle? Uh, basically, Escape from Dino Isle is the marriage of Jurassic Park and The Biggest Loser. The, the whole concept came from a Tumblr question. I can't actually remember the exact phrasing of the question, but it um, kind of involved what would you like to have back on Earth? And I said dinosaurs because we would all be a lot smaller. Um, if dinosaurs um, were back on the earth, because we're running all the time. So just kind of took that and ran with it. 
Nice. What was your inspiration behind creating it? Number one, I love, absolutely love Jurassic Park, uh, um, books, everything. The whole idea of recreating dinosaurs um, fascinated me. And then also with that, I've always thought it was unusual that America is one of the fattest countries and that we allow a lot of uh, chemicals in our food that other countries don't wear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so why not take those two and make a comic book? Nice. Interesting. Tossing yeah. it over to you, Tiffany. Okay, great. Thanks. Um, I saw one of your previous interviews that you talked about how um, you create a uh, you kind of created a world um, where the dinosaurs live, but that you're continuously developing the dino world. You know, so far from the beginning of when you wrote the comic to now, have you added any interesting facets or worlds to your comic? Oh, that's a good one. Basically, what what I keep working on with the is what other dinosaurs can I introduce further along in the comic book series. Um, that's one thing. And what other celebrities can I have on the aisle? Um, um, if you, I don't know if you guys have checked that comic book or a few pieces, but um, a lot of the characters, the main characters, are based off of my favorite people. Um, the character um, Jade, P. Smythe is actually based off of Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, the Dr. Petrocolis is actually, uh, Jeremy Lynn. I love him. Lynn Sanity. And the character Carol is based off of, uh, Manu Ginobili from the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, a lot. I forgot the question. <laughs> Um, um, just, um, any other interesting aspects that you've developed as far as the world where the dinosaur and humans oh, live together? One of the things is, uh, the technology on the aisle is, mm-hmm. um, the new things is you gotta constantly keep creating because no matter how much you do with the, with the DNA of the dinosaur, there's always gonna be a problem. Um, just to, you know, take from Jurassic Park, um, Ian Mal- Malcolm saying, life uh, uh finds a way. And so with that in mind, you have to always keep adjusting because life is going to find a way. If the dinosaurs just continue to interact with the people, um, they're going to start adapting back to their their natural instincts instead of how they were created for the aisle. One of the things that I that I did with the dinosaurs is like it's real, right? Uh, that I did with the dinosaurs was making them slower so they're able to chase after the contestants without too many casualties and also taking out some of the instincts to where um, they don't like the taste of a lot of vegetables and fruits. So that's why on the aisle, the, the diet there is basically vegetarian. And once they smell that processed food, it drives them nuts. It makes them more aggressive. So everyone on the aisle eats, you know, fresh fruit and vegetables and, and so forth. Just to, once the dinosaurs, if they do bite you, 
they'll more likely kind of like chew you a little bit and then spit you out because you don't taste good because you're not processed. Does that really, does that help? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> and I guess, um, in order to segue into my next question, I, you, um, said earlier that to kind of take inspiration from Jurassic Park. So yeah. how would you feel about any type of joint venture with the Jurassic Park franchise or anything? Well, the thing about, about that is something I would love to do is doing fun runs with using the, the dinosaurs from the aisle and the way they're set up. Um, like every mile and a half to two miles, there's a safe zone that the contestants can run into um, to get away until the dinosaur leaves the area. Like there's safe zones throughout the entire island, so you don't have to run so far. Uh-huh. That's way to, better way to get in the shape. Um, so we can actually duplicate that in real life. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of, but there are these uh, puppets of dinosaurs that are very realistic. Hmm. And uh, you can see the person in them, um, just their legs. And they look very realistic. And you can put these guys in different locations at different dinosaurs, and you can have two guides, like the comic book, and take the take a group of people, whether they're fit or not in shape, through the same paces as the comic book, um, and have them experience it. I would, I would love to see that as a fun run, five k's to half marathons of people um, experiencing escape mm. from Dino Isle. That would be fun. <laughs> that's that's the, yes. the, the big super plan. fun. <laughs> Yeah, I would Who do wouldn't it. want to be safe, right? <laughs> That's some serious motivation right there. Right, exactly. What better way to get motivated? Exactly. Running for your life. Now, so I'm going to go back and kind of go back in time here a little bit. Now, prior to you doing web comics, you were an English major. I looked at you were an English major in college. So how do you feel or, or was that um, kind of like having that background help you with the creation of your comics? Oh, I don't think so at all. Okay. <laughs> it's mostly, <laughs> other than your basic story structure, the whole nine of, of, of having your curations make sense, um, proper punctuation and so forth. But as far as everything, not as much, just your imagination. Mm-hmm. I've always, um, I write all the time in junior high, even in elementary, I would write stories based off of my classmates and then pass it around to, you know, my classmates and have them read it and, you know, funny, humorous stuff. And junior, junior high, uh, Oklahoma, actually, a friend of mine, we would draw our classmates and make up stories um, based off of how we felt about them, which wasn't very popular, by the way. Probably mm-hmm. should not have done that. But yeah, so I've always created and, and, and written stories based off of uh, people um, I know or, or been around or different scenarios. What if is always the, the big thing. Oh, what if this happens or, or what if that happens or whatever? Like, I know I would be like a great reality show. Right. Like, right. I think it would be better than The Biggest Loser. To me, it's like, ah, I can't take watching another season of this. Was it 14 <laughs> years? It's too much. Come on. I need something to mix it up. Let's make right. it more exciting, you know. I hear you guys um, react being chased. Definitely, definitely. And yeah. so with um, the name um, Supercilious Comics, how did you come up with that name? 
the coolest world word in the world. It uh, is. It's a pretty cool <laughs> word. Yeah. yeah. I, I got it from, I'm a huge Seinfeld, uh, fan. And there was an episode, I don't know if you guys watched Seinfeld. There's an episode where Jerry and Elaine are in the city and they see Frank Costanza, George's father, talking to a man in a cape. So then, so instead of saying hi, they, they hide from him. And so they tell George this. And so George is at, at the coffee shop talking about what Elaine and Jerry you know, saw him in the city and Frank is like, they couldn't say hello. Yeah, they were busy, you know, whatever. Why couldn't they just say hello? Jerry, you know, I don't understand, but Elaine, she's, what's the word? Supercilious. Mm. <laughs> I just thought, what a word to use to describe someone. And I loved it and I just rolled with it. So. Wow. Cool. Even though the word means better than and that kind of stuff, level of arrogance, but just a cool word. You can kind of reinvent it, you know. Exactly. Just like, cause it's silly, super silly. Come on. It's hilarious. It's I love it. I got to say, this is the first time I've heard that word before, super silly. Yeah, so me too. I appreciate oh, the, yeah, I appreciate the background on um, how you came up with that, that name. Uh, we mm-hmm. got a question from Twitter for you. This is from Marmar82. Uh, oh. is Adrian by chance a fan of Cadillacs and dinosaurs? Yes. Someone, uh, when I was first, um, looking for artists for, uh, um, Dino Isle, a guy hit me to, uh, Cadillacs and dinosaurs. And so I did like a crash course on it. And I thought it was great. I still, I mean, it's great. It's actually fantastic. What other, um, what other titles do you have planned to release through Supercilious Comics? Oh man, there's, uh, whoo, there's Capes, which is about two space babies from the planet Pacifier that become, (laughs) that become the president's right hand babies. Instead of using Congress, he has the babies take care of everything. Um, yeah, so that one. And then there's this thing called Chitty Chat Chat about a uh, six-year-old ambitious girl who wants to be president. And she figures she, in order to be president, she has to make sure that her her life is controlled, that they can't go back and look at, you know, you did this at this age and, and you shouldn't be president or that kind of stuff. So she's like a little dictator trying to control everything. Uh, and there's another one. Actually, there's a lot. There's one called Fat Kids. Uh, and that one is about a group of, uh, based off, um, a group of friends in junior high. Their two main friends are these two overweight kids that are popular. All the kids love them and the teachers just absolutely love them. It's like complete opposite of reality, I guess. And, uh, just bunch of misfits together getting into different adventures, uh, kind of thing. And another one that is taking me a while to do is kind of based off of my life in a what if situation, um, called in a noisy bar in Avalon, I tried to call you, uh, which is based off of the premise of if I was able to go back in time and alter a few things in my past, how much would it change in my current life? 
Um, and that's and that's it for right now. That's a lot. You, you got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so lot, is it yeah. just you that's is it just you that's creating this? Do you have like a staff of people that you work with? Nope, just me. Right now. Wow. Um, if I need right, I also draw. So I'm kind of getting my skills up more. I would continue to have someone help me with uh, Dino Isle. But as far as the other things, I would do myself. That's phenomenal. That is amazing. Um, there you go. <laughs> I'm beyond words with that. Um, yeah. I mean, seriously, like you're doing literally everything. Um, just one person. So for those of y'all listening, like this, you just got to do it. You just got to do it instead of saying, well, I don't have this resource and well, I don't have someone to help me with that. Just go out there and, and do what you can. And, um, I'm glad to have you on the show, Adrian, because you are an example of someone that's just out there doing it and you're not asking for permission. You're just out there doing it. So thank right. you for that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> now, Orphan Black has been super popular uh, with all of the stories of cloning, and I wanted to know your thoughts about the idea of cloning dinosaurs. Do you think that we'll ever clone dinosaurs or recreate them? Oh, absolutely. I think that's, like, right around the corner. Uh, on Twitter, I was, like, flipping through it uh, yesterday, and there was an interview with um, Dr. Jack Horner, on Uproxx, and he is the, uh, the guy, um, what is his name? Uh, I cannot, I'm drawing a blank. On Jurassic Park, there was two, the first one. Alan Grant is based off of this guy. There you go. And he feels that it's possible to recreate dinosaurs by using birds, um, by using birds. Hmm. Because he, uh, his whole theory is, which you guys would probably, if you're familiar with this whole concept, uh, with raptors, raptors used to have feathers, and a lot of these uh, dinosaurs um, had feathers. And um, over time, snout-bearing, tail-wearing birds, you know, um, didn't really disappear. They just became inactive. So, and that's kind of like an idea that I had with, how it would be possible to recreate for um, Dino Isle. And one interview that I did um, a couple of months ago, I said, I honestly feel like, like they're honestly working on it because how can you not? I mean, humans are curious. And again, it's not about whether or not we, we, um, we should, it's about whether or not we can. And I think, you know, there's, it's happening right now. Um, and that's why one of the things that I, I have on the aisle um, uh, Dr. Petrocolis, the dino engineer, had invented this 3D printer, um, um, creating DNA, um, by doing so by using the fossils of dinosaurs and lizards and birds. So he perfected this DNA 3D printer, uh, which enabled him to create these, these dinosaurs on Dino Isle. But yeah, I probably went too far. <laughs> no, not at all. This is okay. good information. Tossing it over to you, Tiffany. Oh, I definitely think it would happen. 
Oh, cool. It's funny because as you were telling that story about um, the birds and dinosaurs, I remember seeing this meme of this baby blue crane, and it looked just like a baby velociraptor from off of Jurassic Park, and I was right. just laughing. Right, <laughs> right. So, evolution, it's crazy. Um, well, I feel we're just like one, like one little idea, one little piece away from it actually happening. Like, I honestly like it's being worked on. And I'll wind up being contacted and like, how did you know this stuff? What? I just put it together. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no harm. Yeah. So. Okay, great. So, um, going back to the kind of relationship between, you know, Escape from Dino Isle and food and dinosaurs, how do you think that humans would react if we were no longer at the top of the food chain? Go nuts at first. You have to have to adapt, right? But it keeps you on your toes. You know, I think you know. Maybe we're just too lax nowadays, and you need to have some some dinosaurs lurking around the corner to kind of get you motivated to uh, to look after yourself physically or what you put in your your body better. You know, just just a different level of motivation. And I think at first, you know, a lot of casualties. <laughs> you know, but you know, we'll adapt. When do we? When have humans not adapted? So yeah, True. good point. Yeah. Be interesting to see. But um, in another vein, and related to your comics, you know, what advice do you give to young ladies and people of color who aspire to work in the comic world? Just do it. Yeah. Um. Definitely. So now it's a lot easier. You can. The resources are there. Uh, you can pick up books, uh, YouTube videos. There's all kinds of resources to, to get it done. Uh, it basically just comes down to just sitting there and, and doing it. I mean, nowadays you really don't have an excuse, right? True. Not with, not with the internet, not with, you know, Barnes and Nobles, you know, Amazon, all these great tools for resources that you can, um, due to, to be awesome. And some, I realize, uh, I've seen, I'm sure you guys have seen on the internet, like the oatmeal, um, is a prime example of someone just doing it. Not the greatest of skills or, uh, but just enough that people, that it draws people in and it hit on, on things that people, uh, deal with on a daily basis. And look how popular it is. I mean, exploding kittens that reached this goal in like three minutes or something and wind up being like two million and uh, on Kickstarter. That's amazing. Way over their asking price. And that's because he has such an amazing fan base for his simple art. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. And you I really, it, you know, like the whole just do it, like I, I'm become, I'm becoming to, re, you know, realize more and more, like sometimes it really is just that, just doing it, you know, and clearly right. you are an example of that in the fact that, I mean, you're doing it, you, like you are the, the team. And so, you know, I think some people kind of realize and think, oh man, I need all these other people. And it's like, you know, maybe so, but you know, you're a, a living witness as far as saying that it, it's being done. And it's not like you're talking about it or saying it like it's we have the visible, tangible 
um, you know, items and proof right there in front of us. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, truly it's like we do have to reiterate, you know, the just do it. Like sometimes it, I mean, it really is just as simple as that. So. It's no right, longer a right. Nike slogan. Right. Not at all. <laughs> no, I don't even wear Nike. So I'm totally <laughs> for me to use there. They haven't come up with a, a cooler slogan than just do it yet. So I'll just yeah. use Nike. I, I love think it they're either. just going to run with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, with, well, with Escape for Dino Isle, I had uh, uh, an artist, uh, Joe. Joe help, helped out a lot. And a colorist um, from the Philippines who did an amazing job. Like, really, there's two different artists, but I feel like the colorist, like, really pulled everything together to where you really wouldn't notice. Um, and the, the letter was awesome. Um, I don't know how you pronounce it. Hyde, he's in the UK, but he did an amazing job. So it's the first major comic book uh, with a lot of uh, different moving parts that came together for the finished product. Um, I'm, I'm assuming the next the next issues on out would be a, a lot easier process since I have a better idea of how this whole thing works. Okay. Because as an individual, you just, you know, check it out, look at it, see it, all that. It's, just, it's you, just you. Right. When you're with other people, you know, you got to make sure that communication is strong. That is such a key, um, communicating. Um, even the guy in the Philippines, an amazing communicator. I'm not even sure if he slept. I don't know. He <laughs> seemed to be always available um, and was able to just knock things out right out the park, I feel. I think the first one is absolutely awesome. I think it's a lot of uh, exciting parts in it, and it starts off right away. Mm-hmm. You know, by the by the third page, you're like, oh, wow, you know. This is happening. Yeah. Yeah. You got to run. You got to run here. Exactly. Yeah. And so kind of speaking to that, um, you know, um, what would you say or what kind of feedback have you received kind of so far um, with regards to uh, the comics, your, the digital comics? Uh, you know, nothing. No one. And I'm almost assuming because I'm using heavy people hmm, and okay everyone is so you know oh my gosh if i oh how can you say you know our our culture now is becoming very uh very sensitive that might be uh maybe i should find another word we're we're way too um i feel too sensitive uh and it's something that's right in our face mm-hmm. and, and it's being dealt with on dino isle so there's people who have actually, you know, brought it. And as far as, as feedback, none. I haven't gotten any. And I, maybe it's, it's, you know, it's too, it's too out there or it's, uh, I don't know. But I went to WonderCon and Kamikaze and you walk around and right. I got to tell you, it's a lot of, it's a lot of heavy people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot. And. You know, here, here, there's Escape from Dino Isle. It's about, you know, Jurassic Park kind of meets the biggest loser. Would you like to, it's like, oh, what are you trying to say? You know, oh, have some fun. Come to the aisle. 
do a fun run. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just think, uh, maybe it'll pick up when people actually give me feedback. I honestly don't go out like, Hey, you read the comic book. What do you think? Like, I don't do that. Okay. Uh, least you can do is, you know, let me know what you thought. Like I'll read independent comic books and I'll tell them, you know, what I thought about it and give them feedback. I and mean, it's the least I can do, right? I don't want to just buy it and just not tell you what I thought of your comic book or awesome or whatever, you know, I like to tell people that I think people want to hear that someone likes their, like what they produce and their blood, sweat and tears into, but so far, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, yeah. hopefully, that, hopefully but, that will change. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I just want to jump in real quick. Have you thought of getting beta readers to look at your comic? Just to get some perspective, you can just go on. I mean, I don't know what specific sites there are right offhand, but there's plenty of beta readers that you can have look at your comic and give you some feedback. All right, I guess. I guess so, yeah. I'll give that a shot. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's the same thing that, you know, authors do when they're writing a book, they're penning a novel. Uh, they, they may reach out to some beta readers to, to give them some, some perspective there. So just throwing that out there. We okay. can read them. We can try. <laughs> yeah, I have no problem sending you copies. I don't know if I did or not, but yeah, I can give you a, I don't mind. Be good. I think one person, well, one, I, one guy actually said he really liked it and he liked, uh, the color and all that and it was good. Really enjoyed it. And actually two, two sisters at WonderCon sat there and read my cop, my one copy of the comic book and they really liked it and they were laughing. I'm all great. This is great. Um, so yeah, I guess, yeah, I forgot about those, those two, but there's one guy I did ask, you know, has, you know, do you think it might be offensive? And I, right, well, you know, I, I'm not using morbidly obese, you know, it's just, um, kind of middle of the road where you're able to still run type of weight kind of thing. But I don't know. Well, I think like the, what you're talking about is, is not something that people are not already talking about. And, um, you know, people talk about so many things in comics. So this can't be something that's like abnormal or, or people are uncomfortable with because there's so much other stuff that comics deals with that, um, you know, I'm sure people are uncomfortable with, but, you know, to if there's a level of uncomfort, right? It's if there's a level of uncomfort, I th- I personally think you're doing something right in regards to getting the attention of you know people looking at it. So, right. you know, I figure if if I get that, then I've got your attention here. So, you know, to intrigue you, whether to you know look at it more or to maybe offer something, you know, to that effect. So, um, right. very yeah. good point. Oh, thank you. So. Yeah, so that's been that's that's been the thing, and I haven't really because uh, I released it January first, mm-hmm. uh, so I didn't. You know, I I can't worry about that type of stuff. Like, right, the main person that I'm doing it for is me, and I think it's awesome, and I get a great laugh, um, and I just keep going. It's not gonna stop me from it. I used to play basketball and you really can't worry about a bad play you have to get back and play defense or do something else your shot's not falling do something else go in and rebound start passing the ball around you can't worry about one thing 
you got to keep going. You got to keep moving. That's basically so. how I look at it. Now, we, um, I know we, uh, we kind of like touched upon this a little earlier, um, with regards to kind of like, um, you know, the fact that you mentioned that you kind of like intentionally, um, did, uh, the Jurassic Park biggest loser, uh, type thing mm-hmm. with, uh, with the comics. Um, and we may have touched upon this. I'm just not, sh- I'm not sure, but just in case, I'll just ask again, um, with regards to, um, kind of like um what would you want to do uh, take a step further with that as far as you know the Jurassic Park biggest loser theme you know the rift off of that what is it that you kind of would want to kind of like change or maybe add to <laughs> make it more exciting I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the other thing and I guess to it's just a different way of, of motivation. Like, and I think I mentioned, you know, like with fun runs or, you know, even a reality series would be awesome. I feel like we need something different. I can't keep having the same mold with a tweak here and a tweak there. Like, right. let's just rip away everything and just start fresh and take these two amazing elements and and really get some butts moving how how's that you know even the schools you know that'd be great for little kids hey guys we're gonna go out here and do a do a dino owl fun run awesome and they'll learn about dinosaurs on the way these little packages you know awesome there's so much you can do with it i think it's just an amazing idea but um back back to your question um those are the basic two things is to think about you know you just throw in little tidbits on fitness and and nutrition and at the same time you're having an amazing time reading escape from dino isle like i want every every comic book of um dino isle to have your heart racing mm-hmm. to have you have you wanting more because tv is not doing it <laughs> yeah i mean it's limited yeah <laughs> yeah let's you know let's bring it in a comp it's what i want i want to be entertained from the first page to the last page to where i'm just fiending for the next comic book right yep that's the way to do it i mean the the best comics that i've ever read are the ones where you get to that last page and it just has you wanting more where you're like, okay, I can't wait another month for this to come out right. in the store. <laughs> I need to yeah. know what's going to happen now. And it has that really good cliffhanger at the end. Yeah. That's yeah. when you know you got a good comic. The Walking Dead um, comic book uh, um, does that for me. That is, you know, I'll wait till 1201 uh, for it to be released as a digital download and I'll read it. You know, that's how exciting uh, not so much for the TV show, um, every once in a while, but the comic book to me is, is great. I mean, sometimes there's some issue where you're like, what? That's ah, kind of, and then these last five have been amazing. Like I'm literally like, I can't wait for the next one to come out. And that's what I always want for whatever I do is that the level of excitement I have for the walking dead. Right. Yes. 
I need to get back on my Walking Dead comics. I'm behind. Oh um, my god! <laughs> I know. I'm so behind. I'm I'm at the part where they were in the prison. So, and I started mm-hmm. reading. I'm not reading like the additional or the um individual trades. I oh. actually ordered the the volumes. So they have I think up to twelve volumes of a hardback book that's got uh-huh. several issues included. So yeah, I'm at volume two. Oh, oh wow! Um, you but oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I need to get on that. Um, got a question. We've got a couple of questions from Twitter, so I want to take it to Twitter real quick. This is from Terrence Bernard. He wants to know from you, what's the best way to find an artist? Do you network? Oh, boo. Facebook. Um, and, uh, there's, a uh, artist or writers thinking artist commission, um, page. And I go on there and a lot of people post their stuff and you look and like, oh, it's pretty good. That's, um, basically how I reached out to Joe. Like I seen, I saw his work on Facebook and one of the, um, commission, artist seeking commission pages. And I thought it was, thought it was great. And he's number one. Let me just say this about Joe. I'm going to blow you up, Joe. Um, so you're just overwhelmed with, with, um, with work here. But he's, he's awesome with communicating and he knocks out the pages. Like he's on it. There is no, and if he is a delay, he'll let you know, but he cranks it out. Just an amazing artist, really talented. So, um, he inked and, and penciled, um, my last eight pages and did an amazing job having to pick up the slack from the previous artist. But yeah, um, Facebook. Um, I tried LinkedIn and mm, kind of major hit and miss, mm-hmm. but Facebook has been pretty good. Nice. So you just put like a post out there for a call for artists and got no, responses. I, I just, you know, whoever puts their people, this is what I can do. And you see it and you kind of like go through it. And I like to go for the ones that speak to me. And that one, and, um, Joe definitely did. So I contacted him and gave him the situation and he's like, sure, no problem. I'm like, that's what you want to hear, right? Sure, <laughs> no problem. Yes. I can do it. Yeah. And does it. Not say, oh, I can do it. You know, hey man, are those pages coming? Uh, you know, no. It's been like four weeks and I haven't heard from you. Yeah, I, you know, but no, not Joe. <laughs> not Joe at all. And that's, he's really that's- awesome. That's real talk about going to Facebook to find artists because social media and the internet, it's so easy to find people. Like it's not difficult. Like I was able to find people to help with building my website and even creating the avatars that you see on blackgirlnerds.com. That was somebody I freaked, you know, I met through Twitter. So I mean, you, you can do it. Yeah, exactly. You can do it. And there's so many people out there that's really hungry to get their work put out there that they're willing to to help you out. And, um, you know, in some cases you may have to pay them. In other cases, some people will just do it pro bono and are more than thrilled to support your cause and go ahead and have their artwork put out there on display because it, it gives them, you know, free promotion. Um, and then right. you can always use them as a referral for other people that do want to pay. So it's yeah. always a, it's going to be a win-win situation no matter what. So, uh, exactly. yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. Ha- 
Have you had any difficulties starting out as a comic book creator for the first time? Mm, what is your definition of difficult? <laughs> <laughs> that is relative, huh? Right. Um, I mean, for you, I don't know. Difficulty may be a different um, thing for you because you're doing your, you're doing everything. You're writing it. You're facilitating the artwork. You're publishing it. So, um, you know, no. what? Have you had any challenges in any of the processes of start to finish uh, for creating your comic? Wow. I would have to say the one of the things beginning was communicate. Uh, so that was with the first actually yeah, two artists. Yeah, two artists. The, the lack of communication kind of slows things down. I think that's with everything in life. If you do not communicate um then that's it just slows things down. So that was, I would say that's the only thing um right there. As far as everything else, um no. Right now it's just getting the comic book into print. Mm. Um, so right now I'm kinda of waiting for the sponsorship to uh to be ready on their end to actually start the printing process for um Escape from Dino Isle. So that's actually pretty good because, you know, for a while it's just been a digital download. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'd be great to have physical copies. People seem to want physical copies. I'm thinking everybody's like, save the trees. Or apparently not. So they want the <laughs> people want to collect physical copy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's it. I no, no real complaints. Nice. Are there any exhibits that you currently attend or plan to? Exhibits as in like cons. cons. Mm-hmm. Ah, I am probably going to get some slack for this. Uh, the next one would probably be Long Beach and, and then Kamikaze and then probably WonderCon. Um, I'm not that, I don't like the whole table thing. I'm much rather walk around and talk to people or or things of that nature. Um, but I don't want to sit. <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose of um, Dino Isle. Oh, you're sitting here and give it. No, I'd much rather walk around and 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 meet people um, that way. But I don't really believe in doing a whole bunch of cons. After a while, it seems like it gets a little, I don't know, redundant. So I'm kind of on the fence with the, the whole con thing. Maybe there's an, another way, another unique way to, to do it. Then I hear about these, you know, people getting these, uh, what is it called? The con flu or the, this being around so many people and the shaking of the hand, some type of cold or whatever. Um, <laughs> I can't think of what is what the people prefer to it as, but yeah, I'm kind of in between with that. But Long Beach, yeah, I try to stay local, do local stuff. San Diego, to get tickets for that is it was like too many, too many hoops to jump through, um, and I just lost interest in it. Uh, I feel like it's more for Hollywood than it is for actually comic book creators. Hmm. Now, 
you know, speaking of that, so this brings me to kind of the my next question I have for you. Um, what do you feel that you bring to the table that is different, you know, from other comics? You know, or what is it? Yeah, basically, what is it that you kind of bring that's different that you from what you have seen and witnessed? <laughs> like a whole bunch of words just fell, like just started running through my head. The first word that that popped in my head was crazy. <laughs> and uh, but I never really thought about what I actually uh, bring. A part of me wants to, I really try to stay away from superhero stuff. Um, but just uh, excitement. Okay. I'm going to go with excitement. My final answer. <laughs> that works. That works. Yeah. And, and you know, with the, this, the super cool word, supercilious comics, wh- how do you foresee, um, the future of supercilious comics? Wow. A top indie company where we're everywhere and we have a, an awesome team. I like to, I would eventually like to work with a, a nice team. And it's just absolutely the place that comic creators and writers want to be because it's just that much fun and there's, there's no limits. Just make it. Just do it. There's no excuses at all. You just walk in. I have this crazy idea about a moon pie coming to life and wants to be a Uber driver. Let's do it. Where's Johnny? Where's <laughs> Where's Demita? Can you guys draw this concept for him? Yes, we can. We'll have it out. You know, just, yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. Okay. That kind of fun. So just fun. Hopefully I'll like, like this, you know, love for this to be manifested within the next five years. Just, uh, an awesome place. Uh, company owned, uh, building, um, Venice. Love for Venice to be the the hot spot, and just make comics. Just any idea is possible. Come on, Moon Pie, Uber driver. <laughs> That'd be a sticky car. Right. <laughs> <laughs> in plastic for for the obvious reasons. <laughs> hey, this is Tiffany. I I had a quick question. Something that just yeah. popped up in my head. Uh, just how do you, well do you think that you would address in Escape from Dino Isle the whole controversy about like genetically modified foods and stuff in relation to the participants in the the escape? Oh, you can't have it. None of that, or uh, it would drive the dinosaurs crazy. I was one of the the things I was uh, really focused on is how do you make these dinosaurs awesome and how do you keep everyone um, in check? Yeah. Just letting everyone know if you, if it gets sneaked on, of course you're going to ask people like, man, I, I got to have my help or, you know, whatever. And the dinosaurs smell that in your system and you really got to pick your knees up. It is straight high knees, low Joe pumping your arms type of thing. So um, none, none at all. Well, I was just thinking. Yeah. 
Uh, it's funny because you said that because I was like, well, if the dinosaurs don't like the processed foods, wouldn't it behoove the people to eat more of that so they wouldn't get eaten? <laughs> True. Oh, no, they love the processed food. They don't like the, the healthy stuff. Okay. So if you, that's one of the reasons why when they came on the aisle and the dinosaurs were like crazy coming after the, you know, the contestant is because they were full of processed food. Okay. I got it mixed up. Okay. Yeah. That's what well, that would be kind of insane <laughs> they love it they love the process and it, um, that's one of the issues you know you just can't that's not an issue but that's one of the perks of the dinosaurs on the aisle got we, we got another question from twitter this is from ms j um she said she may have missed it and i know you had addressed some of this earlier uh, at the beginning of the show but she wants to know what's the inspiration for your comic characters what do they or where do they derive from? Family, politics, or real world events? Oh, oh, I totally, actually my favorite, my favorite athletes and people, mostly all athletes, it seems like, uh, the character Jam, um, Jamila is actually based off of Marion Jones, who hmm. I absolutely love. And so the whole idea was, you know, what if I can give Marion Jones a place to redeem herself? Okay, mm-hmm. it'd be Dino Isle, right? And kind of, uh, you gotta run. This, you love to run, so it's just, you know, they took everything away from you and here's a, here's a crap load of money and you become a trainer and you get everybody in shape, that type of thing. Um, and then of course, uh, Manny Ginobili, uh, Jeremy Lin, all athletes, of course. And, uh, Jana Pickett, uh, Smith to me is like the fattest chick in the world. Agreed. All my- or of her just a straight badass and so of course i wanted to uh use her her badass assness and eventually i would love to reach out to celebrities and and use their likeness and have them collab to where they can be on the on the aisle i would love to have oprah you know ellen you know guest spotting on on dino aisle um shack who wouldn't love to see Shaq? Uh, so yeah, those are yeah, they're just based off of uh, my favorite athletes and my favorite actors. Nice, nice. Yeah. Oh wow, seeing Oprah Winfrey in a dinosaur comic—that would be interesting. Remember, like, <laughs> the most amazing thing in the world is Oprah. Oprah and Gail, right? Yeah, <laughs> tag team. Dino buddies. Right. And they're like, you know, they have no idea because everyone that's, that's, that, that arrives on the aisle are under a different premise. You know, they're like, oh, this is for this or this is for that. Not really saying this is an invitation to be on Dino Isle where you have to run for mm-hmm. everything. So yeah, I think it'd be awesome if Gail and, and Oprah were like, yeah, sure. We'd love to be a part. Yeah, be hilarious. Uh, they could be like the guest, the sports commentators. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, can they can they get through um, the T Rex zone? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I I would love to to do that. Yeah. Well, Adrian, we're about to wrap up. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Can you tell us where we can find more of your work, including your website, your social media networks, your uh, convention appearances, Kickstarter? Give us all of the information we need to help support your comic. 
Ooh, I would never do. Um, I'm not a fan of Kickstarter. I don't have enough fan base to even do that. And, uh, but anyway, um, superciliouscomics.com, um, is my page and where you can buy the digital download. Um, actually have t-shirts, supercilious comics, uh, t-shirts that are five bucks. Um, and yes, yeah, and then there's links to my Facebook and Twitter and all that great stuff. So if you go there and you can get linked up to everything. But yeah, superciliouscomics.com is uh, it's an awesome place. And if there's anyone who can uh, redo my website, that'd be awesome. <laughs> it needs some help. I did it myself and I'm like, ah, it could be better. So uh, it'd be nice to get some help on that. But anyway, yeah, that's where you can uh, you can find me. Uh, as far as cons, uh, Long Beach is the no, actually, Kamikaze in October is is the next one for me that I will that I will more likely attend. Yeah, that's it. Great. And are you on social media? Any social media shoutouts? Ooh, I'm on everything. It seems like Facebook. Um, Supercilious Comics 1. Twitter is Supercilly Comics. And, uh, Instagram is Supercilious Comics. And I try to keep each one fresh. Like, I, I don't use Facebook and link everything like that. I honestly put up different stuff on every site because I think, um, why, why have well, if I follow you on Instagram and I'm going to see the same thing on Instagram on Facebook, it's kind of, kind of boring. So I keep, I post different things on different, um, social media sites. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Got a lot of good, uh, feedback about what you're doing. Super Silious Comics. Um, and also thank you so much to Grace and Tiffany for co-hosting. Excellent job tonight, Tiffany. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, you made it. <laughs> well, next week, guys, um, we will have a really great um, panel on. The topic is called Asians in Media. So Christine Hassel from Geek Girl Con came up with the idea. She wanted to do a show about it. So I'm going to have her on along with Keith Chow from Nerds of Color, Jen from Reappropriate, John Sui which I hope I got the last name right. If I didn't, I'm so sorry, John. Um, he is the creator of the Run, Love, Kill comic. Uh, we did a review on BGN about that. Uh, so all of them will be guests on our next podcast, and we're just going to be talking about a lot of hot topics. You know, guys, as of late, there was a lot of controversy with the whole Cameron Crowe, Aloha movie, and the whitewashing of an Asian character. So we'll talk about all of that and more on next week's podcast. So tune in, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Good night. See ya. Finally, I'm 